It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, folks. Be sure to visit my website at dr-history.com for a short personal video message, to listen to the latest stories, and to leave a comment. Right now, here he is. He's already got the microphone turned up. I can hear the motor running, and he's revved up and ready to go. Good morning, Dr. History. How are you? Great, great. I see they're uh, chopping corn now. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, you know what? That field over across the highway from me, that's one of the best fields of corn I've ever seen. It looks great. Oh, my. It's really good. Hey, have you got any thank yous this morning? I do. I want to say hi to my cousin, Dave Hess, over in California. He travels in California and listens to the show and then also tony in ireland what in ireland in ireland yeah. let's see now let's see here it is 1008 so that means that uh, tony's in a pub over in ireland having <laughs> a little irish be. ale he could be okay. yes yes oh and, and i want to say hi to wayne who contacted me uh anyway there's a uh, something we're going on going on there I'm, i'll tell you about it later uh uh, kind of a, an exciting thing about history. Oh, okay. So, but today... I've gonna, got my interest peaked. All right. Today we're going to talk about a steamboat called the Sultana. Have you? Does that ring a bell at all? Uh, no. Okay. Well... Uh, you we'll, always act like, oh, good, he doesn't know about this. <laughs> now I can get you, yeah, right? Yeah, you're going to get Okay, me. so the Sultana was a Mississippi River side-wheel steamboat. It exploded on April 27, 1865, in the worst maritime disaster in United States history. Really? The worst. On the Mississippi? Yeah. Now... It was constructed of wood in 1863 uh, in Cincinnati. It was intended for the lower Mississippi cotton trade. The steamer registered 1,719 tons and normally carried a crew of 85. And for two years, she ran a regular route between St. Louis and New Orleans and was frequently commissioned to carry troops. So this wasn't really a riverboat with the gambling and everything? No. Uh-uh. No, it, it was kind of a commercial I see. adventure. I see. Now, it was designed with a capacity of only 376 passengers, and she was carrying 2,137 when three of the bo- boat's four boilers exploded, and she burned to the waterline and sank near Memphis, Tennessee. The disaster was kind of overshadowed at the time uh, in the press because of the end of the Civil War and also the killing of President Lincoln's assassination. Assassin, John Wilkes Booth, just oh the day my. before. Yeah. So it, it was, uh, and no one has ever actually held accountable for this tragedy. So, so it we'll was man caused? Uh, sort of. You know, you, you'll kind of get that hint I maybe see. as we go along yeah. here. It was launched on the 3rd of January, 1863. It was built for speed and capacity, 260 feet long. Uh, 30, 260 yeah, feet? Yeah, that's almost as long as a football field. Uh, 39 feet wide, uh, 
two big, huge side-mounted paddle wheels were driven by four boilers. So I didn't wow. realize that you had more than one boiler on these. That's uh, a big boat. boat. Yeah. Now, it was under the command of Captain James Mason of St. Louis. Uh, so keep that guy in mind. He's going to come into play quite a bit, Captain uh, Mason. Right. So Sultana left St. Louis on April 13, 1865, bound for New Orleans. Uh, when word reached the city that President Lincoln had been shot, immediately Captain Mason grabbed an armload of Cairo newspapers and headed south to spread the news. Now, upon reaching Vicksburg, Mississippi, Mason was approached by Captain Reuben Hatch. Now, Hatch had a deal for Mason. He said, we got thousands of recently released Union prisoners of war that have been held by the Confederacy in these various really bad prisons and uh, had been brought to a small camp outside of Vicksburg. The U.S. government would pay $2.75 per enlisted man and $8 per officer to any steamboat captain who would take a group north. You see what's coming, don't you, Zeb? Mm-hmm. Now... Knowing that Captain Mason was in need of money, this Hatch guy suggested that he could guarantee Mason a full load of about 1,400 prisoners if Mason would agree to give him a kickback. Well, hoping to gain a lot of money on this deal, Mason quickly agreed to the offered bribe. He left Vicksburg. Sultana traveled down river to New Orleans. So, so here we are, April 21st. So they were headed south. Uh-huh. Okay. So April 21st, 1865, Sultana left New Orleans. Uh, one of Sultana's four boilers sprang a leak. Uh-huh. Okay. The steamboat limped into Vicksburg to get the boiler repaired and to pick up the promised load of prisoners. Can we see what that caller wants? Sure. If it's not relating, we'll hang up and get uh, back to you. Okay. Caller, real, real fast. Uh, they hung up. All right, good. Okay. So uh, while the parole prisoners were uh, getting ready, uh, they took the Sultana to a mechanic who was brought down to work. Now, remember, a leaky boiler, all right? That's all right. kind of a hint right there. There you go. So Captain Mason and his chief engineer, a guy named uh, Nathan, convinced the mechanic to make just kind of a temporary repair. So instead of taking two or three days, the temporary repair only took one day. And while the repairs were being made, Sultana took on all of these paroled prisoners. So there was 1,400 of them. Yeah. So Hatch had suggested that Mason might get as many as 1,400 released Union prisoners. The Union officer in charge of the loading uh, placed every man on the parole camp that was at this camp. Uh, So it added up to about 1,500 on this that was only supposed to hold like three or four hundred yeah so the sultana had a legal capacity of only 376 and by the time she backed away from vicksburg on the night of april 24th 1865 she was severely overcrowded now with 1960 paroled prisoners 22 guards from the 58th Ohio Volunteer Infantry, 70 paying uh, passengers, and 85 crew members. Now we're up to 2,137 people. On a 260-foot... Yeah. 
on a steamer. It's supposed to only have 376. Wow. So a lot of these parole prisoners have been weakened by their imprisonment in the uh, prison camps and illnesses, but they'd managed to gain enough strength to, while waiting at the camp to be able to at least walk to get on On the boat. board, yeah. Yeah, they wanted to head home, obviously. Well, the, man were, the men were packed into every available space, and the overflow was so severe that in some places the decks began to creak and sag and had to be supported with heavy wooden beams. Now, remember, this is like a three-layer. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. so they had to yeah. actually put wooden, wooden beams under some of it to hold the weight from above. So How did it stay afloat? Well, they, you know, they could do this. The, the, you could put a lot of weight on those, but, I mean, this was going above and beyond. Yeah. So April 26, Sultana stopped at Helena, Arkansas, and near 7 o'clock that night, Sultana reached Memphis. The crew began unloading 120 tons of sugar. So it carried a lot of weight, Zeb. Plus, oh my plus all these people. Yeah. And then they went a short distance upriver to take on a new load of coal. So they were really capable of, of carrying a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of weight. So here we are. It's nearly 2 o'clock in the morning on April 27, 1865. So April is still kind of cold, uh-huh. right? When the Sultana was just seven miles north of Memphis, its boilers suddenly exploded. First one boiler exploded, followed a split second later by two more. This enormous explosion of steam came from the top rear of the boilers and went upward at a 45-degree angle, tearing through the crowded decks above and completely demolishing the pilot house. So now they don't have a pilot to steer the boat. The Sultana began drifting and burning, just uncontrolled. Was Mason not on duty? Uh, Yeah. Now, we'll get to him. (laughs) Now, this terrific explosion flung some of the deck passengers into the water and destroyed a large section of the boat. The twin smokestacks uh, toppled over. The right-hand one went backwards into the hole where the boilers had been. Uh, The uh, the left-hand one went forward and fell onto the crowded section of the deck. How many were killed? Well, we'll get to that, too. I figured you would. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. The forward part of the, uh, you know, it killed a bunch of people, trapped them in the wreckage, and fortunately the sturdy railings around the twin openings of the stairway prevented the upper deck from crushing down completely into the middle deck. Mother's Day is almost here. And you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. So, anyway, it was bad. So those men sleeping around the twin openings quickly crawled under the wreckage and down the main stairs, and further back, the collapsing decks formed a slope that led down into this exposed furnace box, which was a cauldron of burning wreck. But uh, So the remaining superstructure was an inferno. Now, survivors of the explosion panicked and raced for the safety of the water, but in their weakened condition, they soon ran out of strength and began to cling on to each other, and whole groups went down together. Oh, my. I mean, it's just, you know, a lot of people didn't know how to swim back then, Zeb, and so with all these people in the water, you know, they would just hang on to each other and 
just I hate to say it, but they would just go down. Yeah. You know. Well, while this uh, fight for survival was taking place, the southbound steamer called the Bostana or Bostana, built in 1860, but coming down river on her maiden voyage after being refurbished, arrived at about 2:30 a.m. So about a half an hour later. A uh, half, yeah, half hour after the explosion. How far from shore were they? Well, the the there's parts of the river that are a mile, two miles, even three miles yeah, wide. Yeah, the Mississippi is a very uh, changing river. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I've been on it quite a bit. Yeah. So they came upon the site uh, and uh, started to rescue some of the survivors. And at the same time, dozens of people began to float past the Memphis waterfront. So they were th- several miles up from Memphis. And uh, as they were doing this, uh, uh, some of the uh, docked steamboats and the U.S. warships immediately set about rescuing these half-drowned victims that were floating down the river. Now, eventually, the hulk of the Santana drifted about six miles to the west bank of the river and sank at about 9 o'clock that next morning near a place called Mound City, uh, which is present-day Marion, Arkansas, Mm -hmm. which is about seven hours after the explosion. Mm -hmm. Now, other vessels joined the rescue, including the steamers the Silver Spray, the Jenny Lind, and Pocahontas, the Navy Ironclad, the Exus, Essex, and the sidewheel gunboat, the USS Tyler, and passengers who survived the initial explosion had to risk their lives in this icy, cold spring runoff of the Mississippi or burn on the boat. So what do you do? Do you stay on the boat or do you jump in? And unfortunately, a lot of them died of drowning or hypothermia. Hypothermia, yeah. yeah. You just can't be in that water that no, long. No. So, some survivors were plucked from the tops of semi-submerged trees along the Arkansas shore. Bodies of victims continued to be found downriver for months. Some as far as Vicksburg. Oh, my. A lot of bodies were never recovered. Uh, you can imagine with an explosion like that. And most of Sultana's officers, including Captain Mason, were among those who perished. Really? So, you know, if he was in the pilot house, and as I said earlier, it just just exploded right underneath the pilot house. So anybody in there probably was just instantly killed. Yeah. So the exact death toll is unknown, although the most recent evidence indicates uh, 1,168 wow. that died. Wow. On May 19, 1865, less than a month after the disaster, Brigadier General William Hoffman, uh, Commissary General of the Prisoners who investigated the disaster, reported an overall loss of soldiers, passengers, and crew of 1,238. And in February 1867, the Bureau of Military Justice placed the death toll at 1,100. So you're, you know, between 1,100 and 1,250 people died. And in 1880, the 51st Congress reported the loss aboard the Sultana as 1,259. But then again, they came back and said, as many as 1,547. So over, Didn't they have uh, any, uh, what's, what am I trying to like say? Like a uh, manifest. Manifest or something, yeah. No. And, and if they did, it would have been destroyed in the fire. So there may, there But pro- they didn't keep anything on shore at the leaving? or Well, whatever they did have, that's what they finally came up with. I see. was a, a 1,547. So, but in 1880, the War Department uh, placed the number of survivors at 931. 
But uh, the dead soldiers were buried at the Fort Pickering Cemetery, located on the on the south shore of Memphis. So now, so let's look at the cause. Okay, the official cause of the Sultana disaster was determined to be mismanagement of water levels in the boilers, and this was made worse by the fact that the vessel was severely overcrowded and top heavy. Remember, they just kept piling them on yeah. higher and higher. So as the steamboat made her way north, following the twists and turns of the river, this boat would list severely from one side to the other. It would tip. Now, this was a problem because her four boilers were interconnected and they were mounted side by side so that if the boat tipped sideways, water would tend to run out of the highest boiler with the fire still going against the empty boiler. So this increased the hot spots in the empty boiler because they're still getting fed, you know, the coal or wood. Yeah. So, well, when the boat tipped the other way, the water rushed back into the empty boiler, would hit the hot spots, and flash instantly to steam, which would create a sudden surge of pressure. So this effect of tipping back and forth could have been minimized by maintaining the water level in the boiler. So they didn't have enough water to keep the boilers completely full. Huh. Okay. So uh, the official inquiry uh, found that the boat's boilers exploded due to the combined efforts of the tipping left and right, the low water level, and the faulty repair, remember I mentioned earlier, right. to the leaky boiler a few days earlier. So, Can I ask you an obviously dumb question? Okay. When did they start welding? You know, I have no idea. I don't know how, uh, you know... I'm just curious on these boilers and that. Right, I, how I would they repair? Anybody out there that knows welding and knows the answer as to when welding, per se, started, let us know. Yeah, that's a great question. I And I don't know how they would have repaired yeah. that, that boiler. But uh, the most recent investigation determined that there were three main factors that led to the explosion, which, number one, the type of metal used in the construction of the boilers. Okay, so it may not have been the best uh, metal that they used to make these boilers. Number two, <clears throat> the use of dirty Mississippi River water to feed the boilers. Yeah, it would uh, have debris in it and everything well, else. Well, mud. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so yeah. that could clog uh, some of the the pipes in between. And number three, they said, was the design of the boilers. Uh, somehow, because of the way they were designed, side by side and interconnected, so those are kind of the three. Makes you, it makes you kind of think, you know. Here we are in 2020, and this happened in 1865. Mm-hmm. All those years, I mean, and here we're talking about technology, technocracy, and uh, you know, I'd like to know more about welding and how these right. boilers were constructed and everything. Uh, the Americans were pretty ingenuity, uh, filled with ingenuity on how to build things. Exactly, and these riverboats could float in sometimes as little as like four or five feet of water. Really? So big flat bottom. Yeah, huh? but the master, the captain of the Sultana, Captain Mason, who was ultimately responsible for dangerously overloading his ship and ordering the faulty repairs to her leaky boiler. Of course, I told you he died in the explosion, and in the end, no one was ever held accountable for the greatest maritime disaster in United States history. Now, in 1982, a local archaeological expedition, they were searching, 
And the Mississippi River has changed course several times, like we That's mentioned, right. That's right. since the disaster. And it leaves the wreck under dry land and far from today's river, about two miles from the actual river. So where it they runs found today. parts of it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But... Zeb, there were so many boats, uh, I can't remember the exact uh, number, that exploded. They, this was not an uncommon thing to explode. In fact, Mark Twain, uh, who, of course, was on, the, on uh, different boats, uh, his brother was on a ship, on, on a steamer that exploded and actually died a few days later. Mark Twain went to see his brother um, and was with him when he finally died. No kidding. Uh, from the, the explosion, but yeah, there was uh, a, 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 there was a, a, a documentary on this Sultana on uh, uh, a documentary on uh, that I watched on Apple TV on one of the. That's what made me uh, interested in doing a show about this. But they indicated that there was a lot of uh, explosions that took place time and time. Have again. Have you been on the Mississippi? I've driven over it. I've You've never driven actually, over it. I've never been on it. it. It's a weird. River. I mean, you can go from the Narrows to the, like you said, a mile, mile and a quarter, mile and a half, whatever yeah. it might be. And the depths of the river are changing. Well, I mean, I know spots of the Mississippi up around Iowa and Wisconsin and up and through there. You can walk across. Yeah. Well, and then you got to remember snags, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. uh, trees that come out during the high water and they get embedded in the dirt in the, in the bottom. And, you know, some of these would snag onto a, a tree and, and sink. Yeah. You know, how did they navigate? Dumb question, okay? How did you navigate with a flat bottom boat as opposed to you're smiling at me? Because I have no idea. You're supposed to be a naval expert. Okay, okay, so just in my thinking, I'm thinking could they slow down the paddle on the left side and increase the speed on the right to turn? I don't know. That's could a they, good theory. Could, could, or were there, were there uh, I don't know, how did they, how well, would I'm they I'm looking steer? at a flat bottom boat that's 260 feet long. Yeah. And how wide was it? Uh, what did I say, 90 or 90 something? feet wide. Yeah. So that's like home plate to first base, wide. And They're it, actually only 39 feet wide oh, at the okay. base. Okay. 42 feet wide up on the first deck but you've got a flat bottom which isn't going to you know it's going to be bluntly hitting the waves and everything it's going to be that much harder to steer as well it? and then you throw in some wind and a lot of weight yeah and, and like I say if you get some wind blowing that big of a uh, a boat you know what we need we need a navy man to explain <laughs> this to us we do but i don't know any that actually served on a steamboat okay well <laughs> if they're old like you they should they, they, that's right <laughs> i got to run i know that was an interesting story let's find out some more about that though. i would like to know more yeah okay